0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Janela Show. I'm your host, Mike, obviously. This is my 91st podcast episode. Hopefully, won't be my last. Today, we have, it's that time of year, guys, Christmas, holiday season, Secret Santas, White Elephants, all that stuff. You've got kids or teens or even adults who just love playing with stuff. You want to buy them things, right? Well, to help us out, this week's guest is Marissa Bartolo. She is the editor-in-chief of The Toy Insider, as well as Pop Insider. Uh, the Toy Insider, you can imagine, it's a toy group that just tests and plays with toys for kids from babies to teenagers. And they put out their hot holiday lists, and basically they are the one-stop shop for you to figure out what the hot toys of the season are going to be. And then for the Pop Insider, they do similar stuff for adults when it comes to collectibles, action figures, and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, Marissa has been on Good Morning America, Steve Harvey Show, ABC World News Now, a whole bunch of different local news outlets as well. Uh, Basically every year around Christmas, you see her pop up and maybe in the summer as well to talk about what the hot toys are for kids of all ages. So I talked to her about that. How do you get into that industry? What's it like just playing with toys all day for a job? And of course, what some of her favorite toys are this holiday season. Guys, real quick, my plugs. If you're new here, make sure to follow me at Mike Janella wherever you want to. And also make sure to tell everyone you know to with the podcast, download it, subscribe to it, give it a nice rating or a, re- or a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts, it would be greatly appreciated by yours truly. That could be your Christmas gift to me this year. All right, without further ado, here she is, Marissa Bartolo. It's the most wonderful time of the year, for me at least. Marissa, for you, this has got to be a crazy time. Is it wonderful or is it crazy? How did you make it some time to talk with me today?
1: Yeah, you know, it's crazy wonderful is how I would put it, I think. That's a very
0: nice political, keep your sanity about you answer for uh, what I'm sure a, a wild time for you this month. It's got to be insane.
1: Yeah, it definitely is insane. You know, it's um, it's Christmas time and it's the toy buying season. So, you know, most of toy sales happen right now.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, we love it. Entire year. Yeah, it's I good do, for business I for do. them and, and good for us and good for you. So I'm happy to get to uh, chat with you about it a little bit today.
1: Yeah, me as well.
0: So, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to uh, what it's like to be you. I mean, the editor-in-chief of the Toy Insider. That's got to be a very unique uh, career and lifestyle, I'm sure. We're going to talk about also the actual hot toys and collectibles and things for this Christmas season. So, if you guys are here to figure out what the hell am I going to buy my kid or my brother or my sister or my whoever, we've got that for you in a little bit. But, Marissa... I start the show the same way with every guest because I like to start off on a good foot. So I ask everyone the same question. I'm going to ask you, what's the best thing to happen to you this week?
1: Ooh, um, is it cheesy to say this podcast?
0: It is it is cheesy, but if you know me, that's the way of my heart. So I, I hope yeah. everyone always says that, but no one ever does. Thank
1: you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never done I've done like hundreds of broadcast TV segments and I've never done a podcast. So Seriously? I'm like super excited. Yeah. Wow, that's
0: amazing. That's so crazy. Cause, and I said at the top of the show how you, yeah, you've done literally almost any kind of TV, right? Good morning, America, ABC world news, like every local newscast you can probably imagine. And last week, my guest was um, the owner of Tinkerbell the Dog. Same thing. They've been on Ralph Lauren ad campaigns and movie sets and working with other celebrities. And she'd never done a podcast either. So I feel like I'm, I'm maybe peer pressuring you guys into some bad decisions getting into podcasting. But it should be a good time here, I think.
1: Yeah, no, no. It's great. And, you know, TV is, is wonderful, but there's something so freeing about not having to worry what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> or like have a smile plastered on my face. You know what I mean? So, no, it's it's great. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah.
0: Well, having interviewed you for camera myself, you always look great. You always bring it, and you know what you're talking about, so you're great on TV. What I like, though, is that, and I remember talking to you, because that's how we met when we did this a year ago, but, you know, for a video, yeah. is that you only get, and I'm sure this frustrates you, and this is part of your life, I guess, you only get, what, like the five or six minutes at best to say everything you got to say. Whereas here, we can chill. We can talk for like an hour if we want. So it's a lot more relaxed, I think, at least.
1: Yeah, so much less pressure. I mean, every time I'm on, uh, you know, doing a segment and I see, you know, the director in the background throw up like the one minute Right, right, wrap it it up, wrap it up. (laughs) I am not ready to be done yet, but like, let me wrap this up as fast as I possibly
0: can. (laughs) Uh, Well, take a deep breath because we're locked in here. We take your time. So we're going to be nice and chill with this one. So... What's your life? Do you just play with toys all day? Like, what's what's the job? Because I'm sure a lot of people, when they see you on TV or they read about the Toy Insider, they have preconceptions or assumptions of what your actual (laughs) office is like. Tell us what's true, what's not. Is it it like you're working at Santa's Workshop? I mean, give me the real deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I I get this question a lot, but I, I mean, every time I go somewhere, people are like, so what do you do? And I just like laugh because I'm like, well, I am a toy expert, which is never something that I thought I would ever say. Um, I don't even think I ever knew that this was a job growing up. Um, but yeah, no, it's, my life is literally all fun and games. I mean, I play with toys every single day. Um, but you know, but I am also like a trained journalist. So, um, I you know do a lot of writing and a lot of you know TV and media and stuff like that but um but truly every single day is like there's never a day that I'm not playing with something or testing a game or you know reviewing a video game or whatever so it's it's just a lot <laughs> it's a lot of toys all the time I feel very in touch with my inner child at all times
0: <laughs> I was going to I was going to ask this later but you kind of mentioned it that you didn't know this could even be a job cuz yeah you're basically you know, we give up on what we think of as "quote unquote" toys at some point in our late childhoods. But you're very much in touch with it. You keep doing this. How how did you get into this? Was this something you, at a certain point, realized, "Wow, that is a job. It's cool. I want to do it"? Or you kind of backed into it. It fell into your lap because yeah, you studied journalism in college, and this has pretty much been the only company you've worked for, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been with. So the how'd company you get to- there? I've been here since 2012. And so basically I, you know, I went to school for journalism and English and um, I, you know, turned out a lot of newspapers, which made me realize that I did not want to work for a newspaper. So very, I- Very
0: prescient of you seeing where the industry was going. So smart job yeah, there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like internships are like as much to figure out what you don't want to do as much as what you want to do. Ooh, um, but yeah, I've so, never heard that
0: before. That's actually very true, though. That's a good point
1: yeah definitely so uh, I was applying for jobs at every single magazine that I could possibly find on the internet Um, and I came across one called the toy book and I you know applied for the job and I got in like a very low-level position and I just sort of grew with this company Um, and now I'm the editor-in-chief so I feel pretty good about that (laughs) yeah
0: I mean you're on the you're on the rocket (laughs) ship that's climbing the ladder that's pretty good
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's been about six years, six and a half years, and um, I really, I love every single day that I'm here. So I feel intensely lucky to have kind of been thrown into this industry, and I never thought I would love it the way that I do. And now, like, I truly, I don't I don't think I'll ever not be in toys.
0: <laughs> so, uh, which is good. You keep your inner child alive and happy, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. You know, I love, um, I don't have kids of my own, but I have really spoiled nieces and nephews. Views, and I feel so connected to them because, like, I speak their language. You know what I mean? Like, I know every TV show they're watching, I know every toy they're playing with, and like, it just has offered me a really, um, a really cool way to connect with kids that I, I didn't have before. So,
0: and with adults trying to connect with the the youth uh, more and more every year, you've got a leg up on everybody. So, you are the cool kid.
1: So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So what's a typical, so back to, back to this office of playing just the toys and games all day. So it's not just you, right? There is a whole staff there. So I imagine everyone has a similar type thing where you guys are all testing stuff or, or trying stuff. Do companies send you guys things? Do you go out and get things? Is every day there's just a new shipment of toys at 9am? Does it come throughout the day? Like give me a typical nine to five or whatever, eight to eight, your typical day or week is like at a job like yeah. this.
1: It's, it's amazing. I mean, truly our UPS and FedEx people hate us because they are here. <laughs> They're here all day long in our office. Like they just keep coming back and they're just like, how do you guys have this much stuff in this tiny little office? Um, but yeah, there's about 13 of us on staff and um, every day we come in. Um, I should say too, it's not just toys. We, we consume a lot of sugar, like a lot of candy <laughs> and cupcakes and pretty much like, it, you know, we all feel like kids. This is sounding
0: more and more like a child's dream of fever dream of what the North Pole is really like just sugar and toys all over the place
1: it is real because you know i testing toys can be stressful sometimes and we've got a lot of aggressive deadlines to hit and so sometimes yeah
0: i'm sure a lot of people are really feeling bad for you right now (laughs) just playing the violin
1: I know, it's horrible. But no, so um so we we test everything from baby toys to adult collectibles and kind of everything in between. So anytime a new game comes in, uh you know, our Slack channel is filled with like, Hey, anybody have time to play Monopoly today? Or anyone have time to do this thousand piece puzzle with me? And you know, there's there's just like it's, it's pretty comical. I mean, there are so many times where I say things and I'm just like, I cannot believe that sentence just came out of my mouth. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so we, we are literally, I mean, I would say that we probably test about 5,000 toys a year. Wow. Um, yeah, we have stuff coming in constantly. A huge part of our job is going to trade shows, which is hilarious because, you know, our day to day is pretty casual, but when we get to go to these conventions you're looking at like um adults in suits and business wear just completely playing with toys like hands immersed in slime and explaining you know a big trend in toys this year is like poop themed toys like sure why why not (laughs) Um, yeah of course right like why not so uh, my favorite toy fair has been this last this last toy fair in 2018, because I had a lot of adults being like, and then you feed it and then it poops slime. And then if you press this button, it farts. And then, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't believe this is real life. Like a lot of the time I'm just like, how, how is this (laughs) happening right now?
0: Um, All right, so poop yeah. is hot this year. We're going to get to the holiday, uh, the hot list later, but poop, write that down now. That's that's big with the kids and the, and the toys these days. But I guess that never really goes out of style, right? Like when eight-year-old kids, they love farts and stuff like that. That's kind of timeless.
1: It's super timeless, but there's something different about it when you are buying a product called Play-Doh Poop Troop
0: <laughs>
1: oh. in which you get eight cans of Play-Doh. Four of them are brown, and you have a poop mold and all these things to create like little poop emojis. So it's like Mr. Potato Head meets the poop emoji with wow. Play Doh. I'm yep. not sure what to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh... You didn't know what you were getting into no, when you asked no. you this podcast. I thought there was going to
0: be away. like, oh, there's you know, some, like some new iPad apps or new like counting blocks for the modern day or something. But no, we're getting no, Mr. No. Potato pooping. So
1: that's what you get
0: pretty fitting for 2018 uh this is where we are now um so i mean is it is it only now because you say 5,000 toys a year obviously now is a hot time of year you're going to toy fairs everyone's worried about christmas and, and holidays and this kind of stuff but is it just slow all year and then like it peaks in the summer then again christmas or is this all the time just nonstop? when do you get to breathe
1: no we um, I haven't bre- I haven't taken a breath, I would say in six and a half years. That's how long I've worked here, right? So um, yeah, no, the the toy industry is is busy all the time because even though right right now is when people you know consumers are like buying the toys, people are buying things. Um, we have already seen what's gonna be hot in 2019. So like we um, the the year kind of starts in October of the year prior. So, am I making sense here? Timelines. Yeah, so so. we're
0: recording now in, uh, well, November, (laughs) December, let's say. So, this past October, you already know what's going to be hot for next year, Exactly, yes. Wow.
1: Yeah. So, so how's that
0: possible? Because, I mean, is that just all marketing? Because, like, these people, these companies know that kids are – what they're going to love? Like, is it – how easy is it to – F- predict and know that this is going to be the hot toy because we're going to make it the hot toy.
1: Yeah. You have to, you have to think that like some play patterns don't really change, right? Like Lego has been around for 60 years. Yeah. Um, and so they'll just make new innovations based on, you know, upcoming films and hot properties and, and licensing and things like that. But it's pretty easy to set, you know, to understand that like Lego is not going anywhere. So, um, that's kind of like a no brainer. And then, there are play patterns that just um, kind of pop up for a couple of years. Like um, like these gross toys are big Uh, surprise toys are big because of YouTube. Like kids love uh, opening up blind bags and blind boxes and stuff like that. So there, there are trends that happen like the year prior that toy companies know that they can bank on in the next year. Um, And so a lot of what we see you know, like, well, a lot of what we've seen so far for 2019 is prototypes. And so like, one of my favorite things to do is to go to Dallas Fall Toy Preview. It's like a big toy show in Texas. And, um, I love that one because you're looking at products that are so early in their developmental phase and the companies look to me and my team and say, well, what do you think? Because, you know, we can look at something and say, oh my gosh, this is awful like do not make this this is terrible (laughs) or we can say okay well this is great but like you may want to work on these things and then when we make it to toy fair new york in february we see how those products have kind of changed and evolved based on our feedback and feedback from retailers and and play testing and things like that so we kind of see toys sometimes from start to finish which is really cool and then there of course will be a lot of things that we see in dallas that we never see again
0: (laughs) yeah for a good reason more Likely yeah. than not, I'm sure. So then, yeah, exactly. So then you guys do all this work, and then you know, Toy Insider. I think you guys are probably best well known for the list that you put out, right? There's the summer list and the Christmas list, like the must-haves. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact titling of it. So apologies, you guys. You can correct me wherever I'm wrong. What, like, what are you looking for in a toy? Then, obviously, at the prototype stage, you can say this is a terrible <laughs> thing; don't produce it. But once <laughs> something comes out, and it shows up, that UPS person just flabbergasted again and pissed off at you, drops it off at your office. <laughs> What are you guys looking for to make sure that it's good, that you recommend it, you put the stamp of approval on it, that it makes these lists? Like, what are you guys actually looking for instead of just, oh, this is fun!
1: yeah yeah so we have a five point um reviewing criteria oh so So, there is an
0: actual system oh okay Um, now i'm really interested okay
1: (laughs) there's a system so the first thing we look for is um originality so is the product new is it different or is it the same old thing that we've seen a hundred times before um we also look for skill building meaning like what will kids learn from playing with this toy what will they get out of it you know will they develop their fine motor skills will they learn um you know social emotional and Intelligence, like things like that. Um, we also look for. Well, I'm
0: going and- to stop you there for a second because yeah. I yeah. want to <laughs> know what is the learning tool from the Plato Poop Patrol or whatever it's called.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. So it's um, it helps. But it helps motor skill development because you're, you know, playing with play doh, which is kind of a very tactile toy, um, and you, you are, you know, using specific molds and extruder tools and things like that. So that helps, and they can also help with uh, social skills because it's silly and it's funny and it's something that kids will likely play together um and that's that's all i can muster for you (laughs) okay
0: if you say so that's two more than i was thinking before you answered (laughs) the question yeah um all right so back to the back to the five point system
1: yeah yeah so um we also look for product integrity which means you know if the box says the toy does these five things does it actually do that um because if if that's not the case then that leads to really disappointed kids and really pissed off parents that they spent money on something that doesn't work. Um, and then we also look for play value, which means uh, does the price of the toy make sense for how much play kids will get out of it? So does it cost $100 and they're going to throw it away the next day? Or does it cost $15 and they're going to play with this for like a year, you know? Um, and yeah, then the last one. My parents used to one... hate
0: that when we would get video games that were, you know, 50 yeah. $60. Bucks, and then after two weeks, you're like, ah, oh, I'm ready for the next game. So that's a, I can see why that makes the list. So there's still one yeah.
1: more. And then the last one is fun factor. So if it's not fun, it literally, none of the other things matter. So if we can't see what kind of joy kids will get out of playing with something or something's way too complicated for kids to figure out, there's just, there's no point And you know, it's not going to end up on our list.
0: All right. So there's the five point plan. Now it sounds fun, even though you guys do have this regimented system to it, but I'm sure just figuring all that out is still a blast. So before we get to the toys that are hot this year, if someone wants to follow in your footsteps, they want to get into toys. I'm sure you didn't come out of college thinking, oh, I just spent, you know, four years, you know, a Toys R Us internship or whatever. <laughs> um, so I'm sure it's hard to have a resume that has you prepared for maybe working for the Toy Insider or competitors of yours, whoever those may be. If someone wants to do this, be like you, what advice do you have for them?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, there are so many different aspects to the toy industry. It's a consumer products industry just like anything else. So I think you have to first figure out, like, what you want to do in the toy industry. So, do you want to do marketing? Do you want to do, you know, public relations and digital media and social media? Do you want to do product development? So, it kind of all starts there, you know, figuring out exactly what. Like where you think your home is, and then from there, I would say uh, to just get involved in the industry as much as possible. Attend sh- trade shows. Pretty much anyone can go. I mean, they're they're professional business events. But if you have a reason for being there, like you know you're you're looking for an internship or something like that, there's there's programs for all that kind of stuff. So um, I would just look up whichever trade shows are closest to you and see you know how you can get in. There's nothing like face to face networking i don't think um i think that really makes the biggest impact and can help steer people in the best direction and help them find a mentor even you know it could it could even really start there just looking for someone to really take you under their wing and kind of you know help you break into this industry but it's it's big and small at the same time i feel like i know everybody in it <laughs> but also i feel like it's it's so vast and it's growing every day, especially when it comes to like how easy it is to prototype your own products. Now, you know, it used to be a lot harder to invent a toy. And now it's kind of like if you have a 3D printer, you can kind of do whatever you want, <laughs> which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's, I
0: think that's all it. right. So from the, from the mouth of someone who's done it very successfully and very quickly, there you go. Um, OK, talk Actually, no, let's not talk about the holiday list because I have a question here that I wanted to ask you maybe a little bit later, but I want to get it out of the way now because it may be a complicated answer. Okay. Explain unboxing videos to me. Oh my gosh. And why are they so popular and why are they all over the place? For years now, it's been like the thing and toys are a big part of this YouTube subculture. How does that work? Like you unbox stuff every day, multiple times a day. What's the appeal? Explain to me someone who just doesn't get it.
1: Okay, so I'm not a child psychologist, so I'm not going to go too deep into why kids love this. But I will say this is the this is the analogy I always use when you go to a child's birthday party or a baby shower for an adult, for that matter, any type of party. There usually comes a point where you are sitting and watching someone else open their presents, And I think YouTube unboxing videos gives that to kids all the time. So in a way, it kind of feels like you're experiencing getting something and opening a gift with somebody else, even if, you know, you're just watching it online.
0: So it's just like you're always at a birthday party, basically, is what it's these kids like feel you're,
1: like. Right, like you're always at a birthday party. It even makes the kids feel a little bit more connected to whoever's channel they're watching i think like you know right now one of the biggest ones in the world is ryan toys review he is um a little boy between the ages of seven and eight and he just unboxes toys all the time and he gets so much stuff and i think you know kids just love watching him because they feel like you know like they're friends with him almost, you know, it's kind of like you have a connection to this person because you watch them every day. You know, we, we work with lots of YouTube influencers and, Um, so sometimes like when they come to our events and stuff and I see them in person, I'm like, Oh my God, Hey. And I run up to them and they're (laughs) looking at me like, who are you? Because of course they don't know who I am. I've just been watching them, you know, live their daily lives on YouTube every day. They don't know who I am. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, but you forget, you forget like, Oh my gosh, you're right. Like I don't have an actual connection to this person, but I think, you know, kids, Feel like that when they're watching these YouTube videos, and um, you know the element of surprise is always fun for everyone. Like you said, we unbox toys every day, and it's so fun when I watch like some of our our younger editors who are newer here, and they get so excited when they open these boxes and like, oh my gosh, the new Nintendo game came or this came, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It just it's it's never a dull moment. <laughs> it's always fun no matter how old you are to watch someone get something awesome.
0: Uh, see, maybe, maybe I'm just petty because I'd rather be the one opening it. I don't care about watching someone else open it. I, I love opening a new box of shoes, even today. But yeah, watching yeah. someone else, to, I, I don't know. My brain just doesn't work that way. But I get the appeal now. <laughs> You've explained to me, I guess, how others may see it differently than I do. All right, let's get to the let's get to the the main event here. This holiday season, yeah. what are the hot toys? Give me the goods. What should people, parents, or whoever is shopping? What should they be looking out for?
1: Yeah, you know, this is actually a perfect transition. So Ryan, who I just mentioned, actually has his own toy line this year. Of course he does. Uh, (laughs) Of course he does. So this is actually one of the first times we've really seen a successful licensing program for a YouTuber. Um, And so Ryan has a giant mystery surprise egg. And it is hot. Like, this is the one that, like, no one can find. I'm watching all the Instagram parents like t- try to tell each other when it's in stock at their local Walmart. Um, you know, scalpers are selling it online for over a hundred dollars. Um, don't pay that, by the way. You should never overpay for <laughs> a toy. Um, you should always, always, always know what the MSRP of a toy is because the second you overpay for it, and your kid opens it, and you are giving them a thirty-dollar toy. That you just bought for a hundred dollars the toy is only worth thirty dollars and you are only going to get thirty dollars of play value out of it so right, that it goes just back leaves- to your
0: five point system right you guys oh, rigorously yes. test to make sure you're <laughs> getting what you pay for
1: exactly and it's so sorry i'm going a little off course here but it is so upsetting when you know we hear parents say i just spent 130 dollars on this and you know my kid didn't even like it and i'm like yeah but it's only worth 20. That's on you. <laughs> you shouldn't
0: be <laughs> Right. <laughs> that.
1: You know, uh, always keep in mind that even if this stuff is not in stock for the holidays, you know, Santa is really good at writing IOUs because it'll all be in stock in January. So if your kid can wait a couple weeks, just you're better off doing that.
0: It's like candy um, after Halloween, roses after Valentine's Day. Exactly. My, my aunt used to joke, we should just have Christmas be two weeks after Christmas and just tell the kids in the family that from when they're babies. So they never know the difference and they get all the toys
1: half price. Wow, that is a smart lady.
0: It's a lot of brainwashing and gaslighting. We never were able to pull it off, but it's a good <laughs> idea if you have a small family <laughs> and just starting. Yeah, go for it.
1: Oh, it'll save you a ton of money and a ton <gasps> of stress. Let me tons, tell you. Tons, All
0: right, so we got, we've got Ryan's uh, secret egg. Uh, what else is looking hot this year?
1: Ryan's secret egg is a good one. One of my favorite items of the year that is also a really hot toy is called Chow Crown. Um, this is a game. It is a crown, a giant crown that you put on your head. And it has hanging like forks that hang from it. And you fill the forks with snacks like marshmallows or potato chips or something. And it spins on your head and you have to try to catch the snacks in your mouth.
0: Genius. That sounds like a lot of fun. That's like something I would do with my friends on a Friday night with a couple of drinks mm-hmm. and uh, passing some some time for sure.
1: Absolutely. This is a game for kids, quote unquote, ages 8 and up, but I make everyone put this thing on their head when they come into my office um, because it's just like one of those games that you can, A, cannot believe it exists, cannot believe that you're putting it on your head and doing this, and you can't stop laughing when you're playing. Like, forget trying to catch the snacks in your mouth because you're just hysterically laughing the entire time that it's like not even, you know, going to happen anyway. It's a lot like, it reminds me of like, watch your mouth. And all like the um, pie face when that came yep. out. Like it's yep. all these like super Instagrammable moments. I trust, trust me, Christmas Day, you're going to see tons of videos of families playing Chow Crown.
0: Yep. All right. Good to know what my Facebook's going to be littered with uh, this year, my newsfeed. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, what else?
1: What else? What else? Oh, one of my uh, favorite toys of the year. I'm gonna, I am gonna. say this a lot because I, I have a lot of love for a lot of toys, um, but it's called Scruffaloves. So these are like little um, surprise pets. So you don't know what you're getting. So it's got that element of surprise. But when you get it, it's like this sad, weird little ball of fur. And all you can see are its eyes and you're rescuing a pet. So you have to give it a bath and wash it, and it opens up, and it reveals, um, you know, reveals itself, whether it's a puppy, a kitty, or a bunny. And so you wash it, and you brush it, and you dry it, and you care for it, and you give it a little uh, name tag, and you're basically rescuing your own pet. So Scruffaloves, that's a really cute one.
0: And without the vet bills of rescuing a real pet, so it's a nice training (laughs) ground for kids for when they become older.
1: Yeah, and without the, you know, the the mess and the hassle of an actual pet. So
0: Right. You can get the poop really, really with your Play-Doh thing. poop troop instead of from your your scruffle So it's a nice way to balance everything. Exactly. <laughs> um, so for the, you guys have the Hot 20, right? I'm looking at it right now, actually. You can go to yeah. Com and you guys break it down to all different categories, right? There's the Hot 20, there's by age, there's STEM-specific stuff. So pretty much yeah. whatever people have in mind, you guys have figured out a way to categorize it and they can go check all that out on their own. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people, one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're buying toys is getting uh, a toy for the wrong aged child. So the ages on the box mean a lot. <laughs> so you may say, Oh, well she's two, but she's smart. It's really not about smart as much as it's <laughs> about not swallowing tiny pieces.
0: Ah, so, yes. Yeah.
1: And like things are complicated. So, you know, you should always really take into account, like know the kid you're buying for, but really pay attention to that age range, which is why we break our guide down by age range. Some people do it by gender. We don't believe in that. You know, I think it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kid you are, who you are, um, any toys for any kid. It's really the age range that matters the most.
0: Though I do see here under the grade school 6- to 8-year-old range, there is a 43-inch uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Epic Sewer Layer playset that I think a certain 33-year-old uh, hosting this podcast would be interested in yeah. having as well if anyone is uh, is taking notes of my Christmas list. so Yeah. <laughs> you can always go age up, just not age down. I guess be careful right, when right. you're buying for oh. that kind of stuff.
1: Exactly. All the boxes will say three plus. Yeah, plus There's only right. a plus. I live in the and plus, this, baby. <laughs> yeah, I live in the plus too. I'll always live there, but it's a, it's a great place to live, you know?
0: Love it. So last thing on how you put these things together, because we, we do live in the plus, right? We are adults. Um, you guys don't have any uh, tweens or grade school kids on staff that I know of. Um, how, do you, how do you guys get into the heads of what kids will like. I'm sure there are some people you work with that maybe do have children as you mentioned earlier you don't. So how do you get into the mind of saying, yeah, a 7-year-old will love this? How does that how do you put your mind in that place because I think that's so impressive?
1: Yeah, for sure. We we do a lot of research. We do talk to all the kids in our lives. So a lot of uh, our staff members do have children of their own and so for example, my editorial director will come in and she'll be like, "Okay, everyone in Lena's class is playing Fortnite." And I'm like, "Okay, great, let's research Fortnite. And then, you know, it kind of like kind of goes from there in a way. Um, but we also, I mean, we've all been in this industry long enough to kind of just understand what will work and what won't. Um, again, like, I don't know. It's weird because we are all all older, but <laughs> we kind of feel like kids. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey, forever young. I, I love yeah, it. Yeah, and this is yeah. this is something you said earlier that you can't picture yourself doing anything else. This, you, you feel like you're going to just be doing toys the rest of your life. And that, I mean, that's so fun that you've found something so joyful that you can lock onto. Where do you see sort of the future of toy journalism as it were going?
1: Oh gosh. It's really hard to say because I feel like the industry has even changed so much just since I've been here. Like Uh, I don't know. No one cared about YouTube when I started working here. (laughs) That like wasn't a thing. Um, Hard to believe. (laughs) Yeah. Even like when I started working here, we had like 15 followers on Twitter. Like nobody cared about social media. And now it's like obviously the biggest thing we do. Um, But I don't know where it's going, but I do. I really have faith that Um, will adapt to whatever happens because, you know, we, we really help parents find the right stuff for their kids. And I don't think that that's going to, you know, change anytime soon. Um, I think we provide, you know, really great information and we've made this our lives and we're also passionate and dedicated and invested in it. So, um, you know, I think I'm sure the landscape will look even more different in another six years than, than it did when I started. But, um, I think that there will always be a place for the Toy Insider.
0: There will always be a place for parents trying to impress their kids, and toys in some capacity will be part of that, and you guys will be part of that. So I think yeah. you're safe for the future, for sure.
1: Yeah, that uh, that came up a lot. I mean, this year, obviously, we lost Toys Are Us. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, such a huge, um, you know, Blow to our industry and to people. I feel like everyone was so upset. And, you know, we heard so many people saying, Oh my gosh, I'm so upset. And I'm just like, Yeah, but like, when's the last time you went to Toys R Us?
0: That's the thing. Everyone I knew was like, Oh, we got to go to Toys R Us now before they close. Why didn't you go when they were open so that we wouldn't go out of business? That's how we got to this problem.
1: Exactly. But, you know, everyone keeps asking me, You know, how much will the industry be down without Toys R Us? And I was like, It won't be because It doesn't matter. I mean, there's never going to be a Christmas where parents don't buy toys for their kids. You know what I mean? Like, it's just something that people will always buy. They'll always save in order to be able to buy toys for their kids. So I, you know, it's a... It's a good industry, and I feel like, um, yeah, like you said, it just will never not happen.
0: (laughs) It's just all going to be on Amazon from now on. That's how things (laughs) change. Um, Yeah. Well, we end every show, uh, Marissa, with two segments. One is the fun five, which are five quick, fun questions designed for you and you alone. But first, before that... I do something called Turn the Tables, because this is my show, but I ask all the questions. I like to give my guests the opportunity to turn the tables on me and ask me a question if they would like. You don't have to, but if you are so inclined, fire away. This is your chance to uh, put that journalism degree uh, that you use every day <laughs> to use here on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Okay. What What was your favorite toy as a child?
0: Oh, yeah. This, uh, this is a, a classic. This is a good one. So... Uh, It's weird. You go through phases, right? There's, like, when you're young, there's the toys you can actually, like, tactile stuff, like you said. Then you get older. It's more about video games and things like that. I loved my Power Ranger action figures. um, Because when the Power Rangers first came to America, they've been around now for, I mean, I don't know how old am I. They've been around for, like, 25 years and had a million different seasons and characters and whatever. But I'm talking the original Power Rangers, Red... Pink, yellow, blue, black, and then eventually the green, white ranger, Tommy. Uh, Those were like the hot ticket. I think I was eight when they came out. So right in the wheelhouse, that was the thing where it was like those eggs you're talking about for this year. That's the toy that I think my grandma spent like $70 on to get me (laughs) a little $15 action figure. But um, the Red Ranger was my favorite. He was the leader. He felt like a big brother, and I was the oldest of three brothers, so I like loved him. and We got to just you know play around and do karate and all that kind of stuff. And we all got them that Christmas. My whole like cousins and brothers and everything. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> man, uh, I, to this day, I mean, it's been over twenty years, twenty five years, and I still remember playing with those toys to to this day. So yeah, Power Rangers. That was my that was my jam.
1: That's a good one. I was the, I was the Pink Ranger for Halloween three years in a row and i made my mom get me get me a new costume every year because it was slightly different yeah it was always slightly different i was like i need the new one gotta have the new one
0: (laughs) gotta be the pinkest gotta be the rangerest that's amazing absolutely ah so cool all right well now it's back to me in charge we're going to the fun five and what a great segue because now my first question believe it or not what was your favorite toy as a kid marissa
1: (laughs) okay i can't choose because oh come on but i will tell you um one of my favorites was Polly Pocket. I took my Polly Pockets everywhere, and it's funny because they're Polly Pocket, but I had so many, and I insisted on bringing all of them that they did not fit in a pocket. They yeah, fit pol- in
0: like Polly purse or Polly book bag or something, and <laughs> Polly
1: tote bag. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's poly suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> um, Polly Pocket, and I had Sky Dancers. So, do you remember? Did you do you know what these are?
0: No, because you're you're a bit younger than me, so I think this was Ira probably already aged out of the Sky Dancers demo, so I don't know what those are.
1: Sky Dancers were, um, like, fairy dolls that uh, sat on this little base, and you would pull a pull string, and they would fly. So I would fly my Sky Dancers all around the the yard for, like, hours on end. Like, one of those things where my mom was like, it is dark out. Right. This is over. You have to come inside. Um, so those were two of my like absolute favorite toys and my game boy color. Like I never Uh, went anywhere without my game boy color.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, those were the days. Yeah. Now you have iPhones and everything, but yeah, back when you could just have a game boy in your pocket, ah, that was so much fun. Yeah. Um, so question number two now in the fun five, that was your favorite. Those were your favorites as a kid. What's one toy nowadays meant for kids that you love the most as an adult?
1: Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, Oh my gosh, it's so hard to choose. I will say that right now I'm really into squishies. Um, so <laughs> these are like stupid popular kids. Are obsessed with these squishy toys that kind of like they're basically like stress balls, um, which is more what I use them for. Right. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so like you squish it, they're like all these little characters and stuff. But when you squish them, they like slowly rise back to their original shape, and it's kind of like one of those therapeutic things where right,
0: right, very cathartic. You know,
1: Watch it, yeah. So the um, there's this company called Orb Toys that just came out with um, velvet ones that are like slightly fuzzy that I cannot put down at all.
0: All right, so if you're looking to get Marissa a gift this year, just a bunch of those. Question number three, we've seen a lot of toys make comebacks lately. I'm thinking like the, the classic NES that was going bananas yes. last year. What is, and you, you also work with a Pop Insider, which is a new brand you guys did this year that aims kind of more at adult collectibles, maybe some more retro stuff. So what's the next toy or brand that's going to make a big comeback?
1: Oh, there's there's a lot out this year um, that we that I really really love. But what, the one thing that I am the most impressed by is Arcade One Up. So these are like life size, four foot tall retro arcade cabinets. So Asteroids, Centipede, Rampage, um, Street Fighter, Pac Man, like all those classic games that you remember. And but they're cute. They're like like you know not quite as tall as the full size ones in the arcade, but big enough that you feel like you're getting the experience and they're only $299. So if you were to go online and try to buy one of those retro arcade cabinets, um, like on eBay, it would cost you like 1500 bucks. So these are way more affordable and they give you like that exact same gaming experience that you get in arcade minus the quarter which I'm okay with because I haven't carried cash in, like, five years, so I yeah. never have a
0: quarter. And anyone who has quarters is usually for the laundromat or something, so you yeah. don't need quarters for the arcade. Yeah. Man, I the way I used to play Asteroid, like, at in just arcades and stuff, kids today would look at me like, this is all it does is just, like, spin in a circle and shoot a yeah. thing. Where's all the 3D graphics? But it's That's- fun, guys. Give it a try. Yeah,
1: it's so fun. And it's so funny because, like, there's really nothing to it, but um, even, like, that and, you know, when the, S- the NES Classic came out a couple years ago, I was so excited, and I sat down to play it, and I was like, holy crap, these games are hard. <laughs> 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 this controller is so not responsive, and it- it's-, it's really difficult. <laughs> yeah,
0: hard for much different reasons than games are hard today.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: question four, you're a dog mom to Anakin the Chosen pup. It's a great name, by the way. I love it. Gifts, gifts are not just for those of us on two legs. What's the best gift for our four-legged friends this year?
1: Okay, so we don't officially review pet toys, but because I am a dog mom who spoils my dog to no end, I can tell you that Tuffy toys are the best, especially if you've got a power chewer, which my dog very much is. That's um, what they
0: call me whenever we order pizza here at the apartment. <laughs> I'm a power chewer.
1: Yeah, yeah. so you might like Tuffy toys, too. Yeah, maybe. Okay? I might make a slice of pizza for all i know but you know they come in these really cute animals and um my dog rips the squeaker out of every single toy within five minutes flat and we still have a Tuffy toy that has lasted months and so i'm like thrilled that we finally found something that works for him so awesome
0: there um, you go toughy toys they live up to the name and the last question question five you mentioned before that you have some spoiled nieces and nephews how many of the toys that you review do you end up giving as gifts? Like ballpark percentage for me?
1: Oh, you know, this percentage used to be higher because um, my nieces and nephews were younger. So now I would say maybe 10%.
0: Oh, that's really low. I was going to think you do basically all your Christmas shopping is just stuff you get at work that you (laughs) repackage and give to people.
1: No, you know, we actually do donate most of what we get to uh, Kids Wish Network, which is a really great organization that delivers the toys to um, kids in hospitals and uh, you know special circumstance situations. Yeah. But um, and we do honestly use most of the samples that we get. Um, But yeah, I would say, yeah, like 10 percent. Most nice. of the time, we, we do buy everything.
0: <laughs> all right. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. All right. Well, Marissa, thank you so much for chatting and taking a little bit of time out of your crazy, busy holiday season. Let people know where they can find out more about you and The Toy Insider and where they can follow and get all this information for themselves.
1: Yeah. You can check us out on thetoyinsider.com. Um, our holiday gift guide is amazing. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Toy Insider. And you can follow me on Twitter at girl.
0: All right, there you go. Uh, You guys can follow me, if you'd like, at Mike Janela on everything, and also go to MikeJanela.com for all previous episodes of the show if you feel like catching up on some old ones. Good luck out this holiday season shopping, everybody. And uh, thanks to Marissa, I think we're all now a little bit better equipped to go out there and tackle the mall or Amazon or wherever we're doing our shopping. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: All right, thanks to Grapes for providing the outro music you're hearing right now. And most of all, thanks to you guys for listening. I'll do even better next time. See ya!